Yes, the worship team can really make or break the service, but is your worship team really breaking it or helping it? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, thank you there, JP. Hey, worship teams, friends, pastors, worship leaders, what's up, podcast, what's up? Glad you guys are here. Members, WTTU.co, thanks so much for coming in to this Monday morning worship podcast here on the Worship Team Training com site. Thank you for subscribing and uploading us to your device and setting us on your playlist. Many of you listen and we thank you for that. Would you please also, many of you, subscribe to the Worship Team Training Podcast and check out worshipteentraining.com for workshops that we come to your church to put on a Friday and Saturday event. Also, wttu.co for development, more training on the go for you and your worship ministry. Check it out. All right. So, worship as one. Now, many of us in the worship ministry, church field, church work, we find that it's not always unified within the team, is it? There's drama, there's conflict, but there's also the other side of it that are not bad, which is just differences within opinion, differences within music taste, differences within music background, differences within age, you name it. But why do some of these minor things become big things? And how can we get the big things to become minor things? Now, as you lead worship in your team, you can think of one, two people the whole group that may be struggling with this very topic of how to be unified. And does that mean spiritually? Yes. Does it mean emotionally? Yes. Relationally? Absolutely. I think the spiritual and the relational go hand in hand. We're going to jump into that in just a second. Be sure members to check out wttu.co slash events or events page for our new guests coming on Thursday. We have a slew of new guests that I'm just excited about. Plus we got new powertrain videos coming up as well. And take a look at the site because both wttu.co has been revamped as well as our worshipteamtraining.com site. Both of those have been revamped, user-friendly. I think you're gonna love it. So go check those sites out. Let's jump right back to it. All right, Um, disagreements. We're all gonna have them. and just kind of reading here from the a devotional that I wrote in The Journey of a Worshipper, you can check that out if you're watching by video members below this video screen. Uh, you'll see that I've embedded that book for you. And you get all kinds of cool things as you're perusing around through the site. Uh, worship together in unity can be difficult, but God gave us unique ideas, gifts, differences of backgrounds for a very specific reason. But why is it that we allow the minor things, like I said at the upfront of the broadcast, to become big things? And what can you do about it? What can you do to lower the threshold of what the drama level is? Um, I think, you know, just kind of jumping into it, number one, it starts with yourself. Before it comes down to other people, I know it's real, real easy to quickly judge one another which is what Jesus told us not to do. However, we're imperfect, we're human, and we do it anyway. But I think much of the problem I've seen, like, let me just tell you a story. When I first started leading worship, I had an issue with another volunteer on the team. Now, in this moment, I was not the worship leader. I was just a, just a guy in the, the big worship choir that we had. And 
I had a difficulty with another person that was older than me, that I thought looked down on me, that I thought that maybe they were giving me a hard time. It seemed to be from the musical standpoint, it seemed to be with what I had said in rehearsal or questions I would ask, there would be this constant re-questioning of me and it would just kind of leave anyone to think, well, what's that other person's problem? You know, and for a long time, I kept thinking, why is this person being so hard on me? Why is it that there's this attitude and there's this drama that's just coming into the worship ministry and why is it there? Why am I there? And then God brought to me, well, why not? In other words, I know that may sound kind of funny. No, God doesn't invite trouble. But I really believe that God allows things for us to be challenged by because Paul tells us very quickly clearly in the New Testament to test the spirits. Um, Also that we are to know our flock is what Proverbs tells us, the condition of our flocks. Uh, Psalms talks about that as well. And so God took me to a different route. Instead of me trying to find out what the problem was with this other person, God turned it around to me showing me my problem. Really what was happening is that this person that I thought was being negative to me was actually trying to find good things in me. They were older, but they saw a lot of potential. And it took a conversation that I had with this gentleman. He approached me after rehearsal and he said, Brandon, you know the reason why I'm so hard on you? And I thought, well, okay, uh, who gave you permission to be hard on me? I didn't, but go ahead, you know. And he said to me, because I see a lot of goodness of what God is doing in you. You're very talented, you're very skilled. God's got a lot of great things and I just want to know, has, is, is anybody in your life right now kind of taking you through the steps of ministry? Did you know that that person became to be one of the greatest persons in my life at that time to shepherd me through and into worship ministry? And this was a person that I thought was giving me such a difficult time that I didn't see the light of day in this person. And sure enough, God turned it completely around and it changed my perspective. And actually what it did, God helped me focus on what my problem was. And you know what my problem was? I could not take criticism. That's right. I had a difficulty of somebody telling me their thoughts, their comments, their critiques. And in my pride and arrogance, I thought, well, I'm not that. I'm not like that. I I can do it better this way. And who are you to tell me that? You know, and when things like that happen in the worship team, you may become you, that may be coming to mind for you right now. There may be somebody that you're thinking of that did that to you yesterday or last week or last month. It could be a member in the church. It could be maybe somebody else's staff. It could be your pastor. I think that I know for me, when I came into conflict with myself is because I could not accept criticism from others because I was too impatient and too unwilling and too immature to handle it. Now, I'm just being honest with you. I had to look deep within myself and, and just wonder, okay, why is this person saying this to me? What do I know about what God's doing in me? And then what do I not know? Because the things that I don't know, that's what really bothers me. And if I can just be humble and accept the things that I don't know, and maybe take time to look within myself and to think that I can know it, and and I can be, uh, God will help me to have the ability of wisdom and knowledge to learn it and do it. But I can also learn to take constructive criticism from somebody else who may know a lot more than me. And then, you know what, I think the biggest problem too in in our worship ministries and church in general is that we're threatened by other people who know more than us. I learned that day very quickly, 
And I learned this from also my great buddy, uh, Tony Guerrero, who's always, who's always said this, you surround people who are better than you. You surround yourself with people, sorry, that are better than you. So that means I need to have in my worship team a guitar player who's better than me. I need to have a drummer who's better than me, singers who are better than me. I need to have a pastor who's better than me. Because if I'm the one who's always calling the shots and I'm making demands even out of the pastor or other people in the church, then what am I really saying about that unity to begin with? And how am I contributing to the whole and to the greater cause of the greater good when I'm still trying to sing my own story and do my own song and do it my own way? Now, I've talked a lot about singing your own story, which means your experience in life and testimony and journey, and that's not what I mean. I just mean like when you take the attitude of wanting to sing and do your own song and kind of be there for yourself, but yet you have all these other talented and skillful people in your group who could probably do it better than you. So what are you doing to learn from them? To, because all it's gonna do is make you better. And that's the beauty of what I've learned here even with worship team training and our university. I've surrounded myself with people who know more than me. We have guests on our show that are better than me. They, they're more knowledgeable, they're skillful, they, they're more insightful, they have more experience and more years. Or maybe they're younger, they have lesser years on me, but they may know more. All those things, do you realize they're a treasured gift if you can just allow yourself to be open, honest, and humble, to just come down and say, you know what, I'm gonna take advice from a 25-year-old. Because maybe in that area, that skill development, they may know more than me. Or maybe they've been to a different church or experience that I haven't been through. I'm gonna learn from that person. You know that I speak with a lot of 20-year-olds and I'm learning from them every week because there's always something that my experience will never match theirs, their experience will never match me. I may find commonalities, but even within your own worship team, you have people that are different, different backgrounds. We, we throw up, now I'm going to the relational part. That's number two, is that now it's about them. So in making it about them, learn how to accept other people's backgrounds that are different from yours. You may have somebody who may like 70s classic rock. I mean, I love that. But you may have somebody who loves hard 90s uh, grunge rock or rap or hip hop, or maybe all they listen to is classical. But it's kind of silly when we throw up judgments against others and think, oh, well, they listen to classical, so they're not cool. Or they listen to the 60s music and gosh, that, that doesn't you know move me. Or this person listens to this artist that I can't stand. Or this person to me listens to this kind of music and they must be sinful. Oh, when we start doing those things, you know, all we're doing is heaping those same judgments on ourselves. That's why Jesus told us to be careful to judge others so that we ourselves are not judged. In the worship team, did you know that when you make all these differences about other people, and maybe they talk different, maybe they always ask questions, maybe you may think that they're annoying, just maybe because they're different from you, that needs to be okay also, because what does it matter if somebody likes a certain style of music or a certain person always asks questions in your worship team? So what? Just then be silent and let them ask the question. If somebody's a know-it-all, maybe. If somebody wears something that you don't like. I mean, we, you realize how it sounds, right? It's, it sounds, even as I say it, it sounds so silly. Like, you know, the bickering of like um, our two younger boys that we have. You know, they, they fight over toys. And it's kind of like, wait a minute. You guys have more toys than any other person in the world, in the country, you know, in other countries. They would you know, give their life to have the five toys that 
you have that you take for granted. And I think we do that as a worship team. We complain about our toys. We complain about each other. We get you know grieved and we get upset over the things that we're really blessed by. When you look at the rest of the world and and the things that we could not have, it's a blessing to have, no matter where you may lead worship or what church you're in. So make it about them because as you make it about your people, you're serving them through Christ. You're you're if you take in the first step to start with you and to undo those problems and learn what it is about you that maybe God has very awesome things that he wants to show you about himself within your heart. Then, number two, when you make about other people, then you share what you've learned about what God is doing, and you learn how to embrace your team. I'm so thankful for my worship team because I know that these guys I can count on, they're consistent, they're creative, they're spontaneous, they're enthusiastic. And you know, when I may be having a bad day, they encourage me. When I feel like maybe I don't know something, then I begin to learn something. And then I realize that, hey, as a group, we accomplish way more than what we can do just by ourselves. And that's what you're doing within your worship team. And did you know that when you're leading worship, other people within your church, they see that too? Or if it's not the unity, do they see the disunity? Because as I said at the very intro of the show, that's what will break your worship service is the disunity, is the conflict, is the drama of, or the subliminal messages or nonverbals of, I don't like this person. Or even worse, I don't like my pastor, or I don't like this person on staff. That's even more painful. Hey friends, before we continue with the rest of this podcast, we just want to say thank you for listening and we have a special announcement. We invite you to go back to worshipteamtraining.com to check out our Friday and Saturday workshops just for worship teams like you to do worship theology, worship leading studies, instrumental, vocal essentials, everything that you need for your team, customizable workshops that are private just for you. And best of all, we come to your church. When you check out worshipteamtraining.com, be sure to sign up for our newsletter in which you can get a free downloadable devotional. And if you're on the go and you're a worship leader or volunteer in study, you want to check out WTTU.co in which you can find 1,000 articles and videos, weekly interviews with notable guests, webinars, downloadables, ebooks, and more music tools for your development. Try us out for free. Go to WTTU.co, click on the free button, and enjoy a full seven-day pass. And if you'd like to join today, go by WTTU.co slash join and get 20% off of a membership. That's WTTU.co slash J-O-I-N. And we welcome you in becoming a growing part of our community. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's broadcast. I've made it an attempt in my life to understand what it means to partner. And I say that to my senior pastor all the time, man, and I just put my hand on on his shoulder and just say, you know what? I'm so glad to partner with you because I believe in him and I believe that with all my heart. So when I say that I partner with you, I mean that I'm in the journey, that I'm walking in the same footsteps along with him, that I'm right by his side to facilitate his leadership and what God is doing through him because as I'm unified with my pastor, my team, my worship team is gonna see that, my ministry is gonna see that. And as my ministry sees that, and it becomes a, a big clue for them that they too are going to get on board, it ignites the church. And things like that, when we begin to understand the greatness of what God does, 
then we have a, a better idea of why the unity is so important. So friends, as I close today, I encourage you to take those first two steps. Make it about you by, by fixing what God wants to show you, and that's really in Christ. And number two, make it about the other people. And then thirdly, make it about your church. Make it about your community. Let all the goodness of what God is teaching you about the differences between you and other people and what you can learn spread out from your team to the church, to the community, where you live, and may that take a greater part in what God wants to do here within your worship team. Guys, thanks so much for joining us again today. Um, it's been a pleasure to serve you. And I just ask that if you would share this podcast out, share this video out, members, with a friend who needs to hear it, because we all know that God is doing greater, greater things. And if you allow him to do what he wants to do through you, then you are accomplishing more by just being a regular worship team on the weekend that just sings. You're actually doing something more that's purposeful. And this is it. Guys, I love you. See you back on our next Monday morning podcast. Have an awesome day and an awesome week. See you soon. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship team training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.